What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome. I hope you have all been well. I know I've missed you guys the last few weeks. Life for me has been very, very hectic and busy. Um, not only am I a mom of three, but I've been busy with our barbecue business, events out the wazoo, which is good, but also very busy. Um, kids, sports, softball. I just literally walked in the door for my daughter's softball game. She had to have her games on Tuesday nights, guys. It's been very rough, but uh, I made it just in the nick of time. Um, but I'm, I'm happy to be back with you guys tonight. Thanks for understanding my busy lifestyle and my busy schedule. But we've got a special one for you guys tonight. Another boxing icon in the building. Hall of Famer Elena Babydoll Reed. Um, Elena fought professionally from 2000 to 2010. Same era as me, compiling an impressive record of 19-6-6. and six. She has also danced with the best in the business during her career. To name a few, you got Layla McCarter, Terry Crews, Mariana Juarez, Regina Homich, Alicia Ashley, which I also was in the ring with, Ava Knight, of course, at the young age of 19, Susie Tintikian, and Mary Ortega. That's just a few of them, guys. Um, she held the IFBA and the WIBA flyweight titles, was named W Band's Fighter of the Month September of 2006 for her win over Ortega, and was also a, inducted into the International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame in 2019. She's also competed in MMA, kickboxing, and boxing, so she's all-around fighter, guys. Please help me welcome in Elena Reed to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. This is Michael, my very spirited three-year-old. Hi, buddy. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I could go grab my two-year-old. They could just talk to each other. Uh, but I appreciate you taking the time and joining me on the show. I know you're busy, too, being a mom of three. It's crazy. Um, but um, if you could just maybe start us back from the beginning a little bit. Tell us about your childhood. What actually led you to boxing? Uh-huh. So um, I'm sure you get asked that question a lot too, <laughs> but I played sports forever um, and I'm going to pre-apologize, but he is going to be with us. So I'll just talk over him. But um, so I played sports forever. I have a family who <clears throat> everyone was an athlete. My, even my great, great grandma, my great grandma, my grandma, they all played softball when women weren't playing that many sports. Uh, so it was pretty natural to get into sports. I had a friend who um, kickboxed, and it was bring your friend to kickboxing week, so I, I went with him, and I just fell in love with it. I, I love being rough. Um, it always called to me, like being aggressive. It was never anything I was scared of. It was actually something I really enjoyed and um, just very natural for me. So I know it's so funny getting into boxing. It just it fit like a glove. I had always played three sports at a time my whole life. Yeah. And so boxing was the one thing that really kind of took me where I, it was, it was it for me. Um, and so I, that's how I got into it. I just, I had a family who supported me. I was a Catholic school girl. I think my first fight, I was a senior at St. Mary's. And so, um, you know, I had the priest come and all my friends and um, it was definitely not the world that I was in. I didn't have any friends who boxed. I had no family who boxed. So um, it was. 
not anything I even ever thought about as a young child, um, but there it was. And so what I, I just worked as hard as I could. I really sucked. I'm going to be honest. When I first started, I had no boxing skill. I did not have the best of trainers, but I worked out really hard and I knew I just had to be in shape. And that's what I did. Um, I, I hit pretty hard, which helped for sure. Not being a great boxer. And I wasn't scared to get hit. Being hit didn't bother me, which was a good and a bad thing. Yeah. Um, and after that, I, I got to move to Vegas, and um, Chris Ben is really the person who helped turn me into a world champ. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, same thing for me, but did all that brothers, but nobody boxed or anything. But yeah, I get asked that all the time. I just, I was very athletic all around. Um, I actually got into boxing because when I was young, used to have all the time. And I got intrigued by the fight nights. So I started doing the fight nights with the club. So then when I got out, I'm like, well, I'll just do boxing. And then it just went from there. So, yeah, it's just addicting. It's addicting once you start. Yeah. Um, thank you for talking over Michael as well. <laughs> I get it. I totally understand 100%. Um, but you did, you did before doing, you didn't have any amateur career, but you did the kickboxing karate title at the age of 17. So did you, you, when you started the kickboxing, did you, were you just with your hands? You thought kickboxing, or what made you decide to leave kickboxing? Um, it was just another opportunity. I think that was one of my best things as a young person is I just took opportunity as it came and someone asked if I wanted to get in boxing and like everything else, I said, sure, why not? And I got into it and I just kind of was sick of, okay, sorry. I was kind of sick of being kicked um, and I felt I had a lot stronger upper body, which really helped in boxing. I might go try to put him in his room. Give me one minute. Um, okay, go ahead. Right. All right. Yeah. He's like, no, I don't want to, Mom. I don't want to. Yeah, I, I know how that is. 100% because my two-year-old will be doing the exact same thing right now if I had him sitting on my lap. Only he'd be trying to play with the keyboard and everything else because... He's a hands-on person to so be trying to grab everything off my desk right now. If I had him sitting in here, I don't know. Maybe they would carry on a good conversation. <laughs> okay. I might have a couple of minutes, um, but no. So I was saying boxing, I had a strong upper body and I felt that it would give me more of an advantage of boxing than in kickboxing. And I hate being kicked. Yeah. I hate kicking. Kicking people hurts too. So I was just kind of happy to be out of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it hurts. It hurts to kick people. Yes, exactly. So I was like, eh. Yeah. Why not? I like my, it don't hurt my hands that much. We might as well go that route. Um, so you went pro though, April 2000, um, winning your first fight right after that though, in only your second fight, you went up against another legend, Layla McCarter. Tell us a little bit about that fight. How did how did you go to that level in just your second fight? Was it just they gave you a call, or how how did that fight happen? Um, here it comes again. Um, again, I did not have the best of trainers, so I had no idea about the business of boxing. That's not even something I ever thought about. Um, so. I was kind of at a gym where they let anyone fight anyone and didn't really think about people's careers so much. Um, 
which was fine. You know, it definitely started in my career, but um, they asked if I wanted to fight Layla. She was going to be a little heavier than what I was used to, but again, I was like, sure, why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> right, and at the time, you don't know anything about the really. And she, did, she only had, a, not that, I think, six fights or something when you fought her, so it wasn't yeah. like but I yeah. didn't amateur box, so I didn't know, you know, about, I really didn't know anything about anything. I mean, I watched some tapes of, uh, like, Yvonne Trevino and Bridget Baby Doll Riley, but um, that was it. Those were really the ones I knew. But she kicked my butt, like, um, from, <laughs> I think it was four rounds. She kicked my butt all four rounds. Um, again, it was a problem because I don't mind getting hit. Well, she hit me a lot. I definitely had like two black eyes, my nose was all swollen. And I just remember just being so embarrassed to even look at myself after the fight. Um, and just a lot, it was like shame, but at the same time, it was really that moment of like, is this what I'm gonna do? Like, do I even wanna do this? Right. Um, Boza Edwards actually, he was the one who set up the fight. And um, later on, we became really close. He's oh, definitely cool. one of my mentors. He felt so bad. He actually put me on a really awesome fight after that fight. Yeah. But, um, you know, I sucked it up. I realized she was bigger and she had a lot more fights than me. She was actually really nice after the fight. Yeah. But I really decided then and there I didn't want that to happen again. And that's where, like, I worked my ass off. Yeah, I didn't have trainers to make me a great boxer. But, you know, they were enough to, like, work with my aggressiveness and things yeah. like that. Yeah, and it just gave you that motivation and lit your fire to be like, you know what, that's not going to happen again, so I'm just going to work harder. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because yeah. um, as fighters, and I'm sure as any athlete, like you just have to completely believe in yourself so you don't even think you can get hurt that badly. Like you, it doesn't even enter your mind until it actually happens. But yeah. um, again, in fighting, you really find the most humble people because we've all had our asses kicked, right? Yeah. Like yeah, you don't find that many places. And that's one of the things I really love about being around other fighters is just that yeah. camaraderie and um, and we all, we have a humbleness to us. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause definitely we've all been there at one time or another or multiple times. Um, I can remember the fights when I went home and I felt like I was hit by a bus and I'm I got beat up. Like I was asking me, like, oh my God, I'm like, can I help you get out of this? And I'm like, no, <laughs> exactly. I did it for myself. Yeah, it definitely makes you second guess it, but it also makes you work a lot harder next time because you don't want to feel that way again. Yeah, well, you know, if you want it or you don't want it, you know, it really is either it's it's a fork in a road. So yeah. you go one way or the other. And um, it was really neat to learn that as a young person that I could overcome something and I could figure it out and it was something I want to do. So I'm really thankful for that. Um, I'm so yeah. thankful for Layla and definitely, um, yeah. You know, yeah, she's awesome. Um, but right after that, though, not long, 2002, you did defeat another great fighter, Terry Crews. So you came back strong, unanimous decision. Crowd was definitely on their feet, cheering both of you on the whole time. Um, tell us a little about the fireworks and that fight with the crowd's reaction. I know it had to have been crazy with the crowd cheering two women on. Is It wasn't um, always a thing that happened back then. Yeah, um, it was, you know, again, it's something else I'm really thankful for. I did the support that I got getting to be on like ESPNs pretty early on and um, under some pretty big main event cards um, as a young female 
um it was awesome um terry another really cool person and because of my style especially in the beginning because i didn't know how to box i just brawled and yeah. um and not being afraid to of punches like i just went forward and that's how i won uh people love that style especially in phoenix yeah um, and it, it really helped to launch my career for sure and there's nothing like that feeling it's just um I think probably a little, we all have it at least a little bit. There's some control in us, you know, and I feel like boxing is a place where you have the most control, which yeah. might sound funny because people are like, are you scared? No, like I put my hands up. I know punches are coming at me. Like I know what I'm doing and it's, it's you can control the whole time with rules and regulations yeah. around it. So um, it was a lot of fun. I, I love that fight style. I love, I mean, because I had no defense. My offense was my defense. <laughs> you were, I love watching you though. I felt like your boxing was so much better than mine. So I'm glad you say really? that. Oh yes. my goodness. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> because, only because like, it's so funny. And here's a prime example. So I was a brawler. Like I was a, I was a power puncher and I threw power almost in every punch that I threw almost like I, I I very rarely threw jabs. I was just a, a power puncher, but I didn't have defense. So I got hit a lot. The same thing. I mean, I got hit a lot. I was almost always bruised because I took punches, but there was one fight where I don't remember somebody, one of the coaches we were working with, like another coach was like, you got to learn defense. You got to learn defense. And my husband who took over my training about halfway through my pro career, he fights like Roy Jones. Like that's his style. Like he doesn't get hit at all. And he was like my main sparring partner. And he's like, well, we, if you just listen, like we could teach you defense. So <laughs> the Alicia Ashley fight. Okay. Oh, that fight when I fought Alicia, I mean, and you know, yeah. I mean, you know, cause you fought her too, but she runs and moves and, and she's all over the place okay but i went down to 122 for that fight and that was when i was fighting at 126 so i'm like it's four pounds it was a title fight i'm like hell yeah i'll take it that was the hardest four pounds ever in my i didn't have four pounds to lose i would i didn't have any weight to take off so that was extremely difficult for me to cut the four pounds and i did not think i was going to make weight i did make weight i think i weighed in at 120 and a half or something but i was so dehydrated and actually, I don't even know. It might have been that fight or it might have been when I fought Ella Nunez. It was one of them. Oh, but so all we worked on the whole training camp was defense. So I'm like, okay, I got this. So we go in there and I think like the first two rounds. I actually think I'm going this fight now that I'm really thinking about it. But the first two rounds, I didn't get hit once. Like I was bobbing and weaving. But I wasn't punching, I wasn't punching back. So like I wasn't getting hit, but I wasn't hitting her either because I was so focused on the defense. So finally, after like the third round, I'm like, this ain't working because nobody's hitting anybody. I went back to like, but I could do it. But I focused so much on defense that I wasn't throwing. I wasn't throwing any punches. I was like just only focused on slip move, Bob Weep that's funny yeah my fight against her was totally opposite because um and you know my my title fights were at 112 i'm sure i'm five three yeah. and so at 112 the girls were my height but going up any more weight the girls were a bit taller tall, and so yep. i couldn't even i couldn't touch ashley um she must have been like kind of a last minute replacement um and 
They're like, oh, she hasn't fought in a while. You'll be just fine. Um, but that fight was probably my toughest fight. And it's really style-wise. She's a style that was really tough for me. Um, yeah. It's really easy when people are coming towards you when you're a puncher, right? And I became a, a boxer puncher towards the end of my career. And that's because yeah. of Chris. So, um, but I couldn't touch her. I couldn't reach her. She was just too tall for me. Um, and I mean, oh, looking moving. back, maybe there's one way. But yeah, it was, I couldn't, I couldn't touch her. And she got me every time. <laughs> And um, that was probably the most disappointing fight for sure that I had because it's just like, well, this sucks. It's just yeah. her movements. Her movements. I mean, she was a ballerina before she boxed, and she literally yeah. fights like a ballerina. I mean, she's exactly. literally all over the ring. Um, <laughs> it works for her. It does. But I thought for sure, with my aggressive style, there's no way she could get away from me. But I was so dehydrated, like I didn't have the energy. Like I was telling my body to do stuff, and it wasn't doing it. So, I mean, I lost the decision in New York, of course. Um, and that, yeah, even like um, the WBC, I think we were fighting. I don't, I think we were fighting for the NABF for that one. It might have been a WBC or NABF. It was one of them. It's the same sanctioning body. But yeah, they came up after me like, what happened? And I'm like, I was so dehydrated. I'm like, I don't even know. I can't even give you an answer right now. Yeah, because it affects your brain too. I mean, obviously physically it affects you, but your brain controls everything. And um, yes. I'm on this big brain cake and brain health in both my career and for boxing. Um, and we just don't realize how much dehydrating ourselves also affects the brain. We've never talked about it. So yeah. it's really like, you don't even know what's happening. No. And that's yeah. why after that, I never did it again. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't go that low. So don't yeah. ask. The answer is no. I don't care how much it is or who it's against. I can't. Can't do it. Um, but 2003, you had a majority draw against Mariana Juarez, who's another phenomenal, phenomenal fighter. Um, the decision, though, was booed from the crowd. Do you feel like you were robbed in that fight and you actually won? Um, at the time, I did, yeah. <laughs> but um, I'd have to go back and look at tapes. I remember it was a real barn burner, so it was another really fun fight. Oh, come here, bud. Um, but I don't know. Without looking back, I think it definitely could have been a draw or it could have gone either way. Um, I would have loved to have been able to have fought her again in my yeah. career. I think it, that would have been really awesome. And it's too bad we didn't. I have so much respect. And it's so awesome, all the things she went off to do. Like, yeah. it's so cool. Um, but yeah, at the time, of course, I was like, man, I was robbed. <laughs> like, yeah, this is my home, this is my hometown too. So I was like, you know, there's all, but yeah, I mean, uh, and, 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 and I'll hold nothing for it now. It's like yeah. there's no feeling there. Of, yeah, like, nothing oh. left now. But I mean, when you're thinking back, you're like, yeah, that was robbery. Like I should have yeah. got that victory, or at least a rematch. Yeah, and again, like it's not even close to the other robberies I had in my career. So that one is like, well. It wasn't as bad as some of the other yeah. ones. <laughs> like, okay. All right. Um, well, speaking of another one, 2004, you traveled to Germany. You faced the huge German media star at the time, huge star at the time. And she was, I mean, shoot, I would have fought her if I was that weight. But Regina Hallman, 10 round draw. I know for a fact that that one, I believe, was a robbery in Germany, the first fight. Um, tell us a little about the first fight. And what, what do you think happened just the Germany decision? Yeah, it was, um, it was definitely another big one in my career. Um, and it was, 
think really my first time fighting for a title. And so I, I worked my ass off. We watched so much tape and I really feel like we had such a great plan. Um, so I had so much help from my team. I mean, I think I was like 5% body fat as a female. So it was like all the things, yeah. right? Um, but I don't even know if she won a round that fight. Because if you look back, like I just completely outboxed her. Like, yeah. um, and it, it felt so good. But then the call is called and it was dry. And I was just so shocked. But what was even more shocking is that the actual crowd, it was like a Rocky movie where they were all cheering for me. They were booing yeah. for the decision, which is unheard of because she is their superstar. Awesome lady. Um, yeah. But it felt like a Rocky movie. And I left and I, that felt good. But at the same time, I left just, it was really the first like real robbery where you're like, I don't even understand how this happened. Right. Um, and it really, as a young person, well, I guess any age would, is just question myself and question boxing of like, did I win? Did I not win? And just like, it's a, it really messes with your psyche for sure. Um, and so I did a lot of self-reflection and work on myself after that fight, but that was just shame on judges is what I have to say. Really. It's not the other fighter. She's not judging it. So I'm not going to be mad at her. Um, but really shame on judges for doing that yeah. to people because we work our ass off. We, I was definitely, I'm sure you too. I was not getting paid what I should have got. I wasn't even getting paid no. enough to live. You know, I did it cause I loved it and yeah. I sacrificed so much to get there for them. They took it from me. And yeah. so that was hard. Um, but it was also cool. It was a cool moment. Like it was like a movie moment. It was surreal to have yeah. the support of the German people behind me. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So that was awesome. It was tough. <laughs> yeah, I've talked about that before. And I, I mean, I talk about it now because I don't care like what people think or say. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I never did before because I never made excuses or I never did any of that. And I just fought because I love boxing. Um, but my biggest and I've talked about this multiple times, but my biggest payday was when I fought Mia St. John in the rematch in Mexico for the WBC title, her title. Um, and of course, I was coming in as the opponent and she yeah. was the main attraction. Um, but $4,000, that's the most money I ever made in my whole boxing career for WBC title in Mexico. It's such um, shit. That is such shit. I mean, WBC. I mean, yeah. um, four grand. I'm sure she made way more than that. Cause she, you know, mm -hmm. she Absolutely. Was the WBC lab or whatever. Um, but same scenario though, it was a huge, huge, huge arena over there. And you know how big boxing is in Mexico. Um, and I tell people all the time, I know what it feels like to be a, a star only yeah. from Mexico because it's very similar. Like I was, you could probably count a handful of times how many times people stopped me in the United States and were like, oh my God, are you broke Deardorff? Like, can I get your autograph or can I take a picture? It was very rare. And it, most of the time it was people in my hometown that knew me because I grew up with them and I lived in a small town. <laughs> yeah. um, or like if you were at a big show. People might yeah. know they only know boxing because they're all into boxing. But over there, like from the minute I got off the plane, everybody knew who I was. And I was the opponent. I mean, I couldn't leave my room without people attacking me for yeah. photos, autographs. I couldn't go eat. Like I couldn't, you couldn't even sit down and eat a meal because you have 50 people. And I'm like, you know what, let's take this to the room. Like, I don't even want to eat now. Uh, and I was there for like a week and a half, I think, because all the press conferences and the public workouts and all that that they do over there. But it was a phenomenal experience to feel that, to know like what the guys feel like and what stars feel like. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was ready to come home. Like I was ready to be like, okay, I get why like movie stars are like, okay, I just need to 
Like not right now I'm with my family or not right now I'm eating. Like I get it now. Um, but same scenario. Like I was being booed the entire time until probably like the last two rounds, people started cheering my name. Um, yeah. But I think that was just because it was such a good fight but and it was in Mexico. But yeah, the, to be able to turn the crowd was like, that was probably one of the biggest moments in my career. Yeah. Yeah, it's surreal. Uh, yeah, it is. Like you can't like describe like being booed, like the feeling of walking out being booed and being booed and with like you can hear them chanting their name and then all of a sudden you'd be like, wait, are they saying my name? Like it's <laughs> a big feeling, like a big feeling. Yeah. Um, but you did get the rematch with her in 2005, but they they took the decision from you there. Um, do you feel like that was just because, did you go into it feeling like I'm going to lose either way because it's in Germany again? No, I don't think I would. I don't think, you know, um, for me, I didn't, it wasn't enough money to be like, well, I'm going to lose. I'm going to do this for the money. There was no money. So <laughs> I'm going to do this. I'm going to win. And we actually went in with a completely different game plan because, well, I didn't win the first time boxing. And so we really planned to be a lot more aggressive, which did happen. Um, yeah. It was for sure probably closer because I think in those aggressive fights, it, they're not as clean. Um, but we still really felt like we definitely took the fight. I had... Yeah. A, a huge cut over my eye. It was really fun because yeah. I roared after the cut and I was like yeah. ready to go. And, um, but it, you know, they, they took it. Um, a lot of the, um, one of the judges from America came up to me and said he had it like, you know, I think eight, eight to two or something rounds. And yeah. I don't know. It was disappointing, but I guess it wasn't as hard as the first time because you're just kind of used to it. Yeah. Cause at that point you're just like, well, there's another one. Yeah. Um, so it was disappointing, but like you said, it was still all the experience I got to yeah. do. And so I would have um, went to Germany. I'm German. Yeah. So I would have loved to have went to Germany. I it was, it's beautiful. I love Germany. I love the German people. Oh my gosh. I had so much fun meeting and meeting so many new friends out there. Um, and same yeah. thing, right? Like people waiting outside the hotel for you and yeah. having drivers and bodyguards. Um, and yeah, I'm with you too getting out of boxing, I never missed um, people cheering for me or like feeling like they love me when they didn't even know me. I didn't miss any of those things. Um, I was fine with it, but it's not something that calls me. So I'm with you where you're like, oh, I just want to go back home where everyone yeah. makes fun of me. And right. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, after that, I was like, shoot, I can fight in Mexico every time or overseas <laughs> anywhere. Like, yeah, because they, they treat them like superstars over there. I just don't. Yeah. It should be bigger here. I just don't get it. And it's still not. Well, you think America, right? We're so, yeah. um, like, we're just, um, I am so proud to be an American and I love America. But when it comes to female sports, it's really disappointing because we're supposed to be so far ahead of everyone else. Yes. And yet we're so far behind. So far behind. And there's no equality at all. Yeah. Um, Tony says they used to say you have to knock them out to get a draw in Germany. I would agree with that because I think everybody I know that fought in Germany didn't get the victory, even though they probably should have got the victory. Yeah. Uh, Michael says, what do you believe was your biggest strength that helped you achieve all your accomplishments to date? Um, I think the thing that, well, why I love watching fighting is you get to really, I think you really get to see who someone is without them even talking is the way that people fight and, um, people under pressure, what they do. Um, and so I think I just, I have a lot of passion in life. And um, I mean, I, I'm afraid 
like most people are afraid, but I've never let that stop me. And so that's really helped me. And I just, I don't know why I work so hard. Um, I don't know where that comes from, but it's all those things. It's, you know, it's my soul. It's inside of me. I had, I'm a fighter like through yeah. and through and, and that's, that's really what helped me. Yeah. Um, he says, do you remember the feeling you had? The Everybody remembers that feeling, Michael. Do you remember the feeling you had the first time you knocked someone out? And can you describe the feeling? Um, I think of my, my middle son, cause he's so much like me and he's just so happy, you know, like he wrestles and he's so just giddy after, um, which is really cute cause it's very different than some other people, but it was just awesome. I don't have, I'm aggressive, but I don't actually have like anger behind my aggression. Actually, that's not it at all. So I just remember being like, oh my God, that's so awesome. And my my knockout is a body punch. So I love that body punch. That's, that is my knockout um, right to the liver. And so, yeah. I mean, I, I can get and have goosebumps right now just thinking about it, but it yeah. felt good. It was awesome. I mean, yeah. we're okay. You know, I would never actually want to right. hurt someone where they weren't okay, but they're okay. But still, it, it's, a, it's a great feeling. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It, I think it's just the adrenaline, the rush you get, like where you're shocked that, like you were able to do that almost like, I mean, you, really you get that. And then just like the rush that you get, like, Oh my God, like you're super excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Pathis says, so against your fight against Stephanie Palmer, would you say that was the hardest you had ever trained for a fight? Um, I don't know if it was the hardest I've ever trained. I do remember, um, I think I was dehydrated that fight, so I had some pretty bad cramps after. <laughs> um, but I would say the fight against Mary Ortega and Regina Hamilton really were because they were the big title fights. Um, and so that was like I was up in the mountains, like sprinting, yeah. and my diets were just crazy strict. And, um, you know, those were, I definitely overtrained way too many times in my life. And so um still trying to find that balance. But um no, I, I, I trained hard every fight. So absolutely against Stephanie, I trained hard. But I would say Regina and um, the Marriott Ortega fight were probably my favorite where I was really in it. Yeah. Uh, Michael says, when you became a pugilist, what was some of your biggest weaknesses and what did you do or how did you train to improve on those weaknesses. Well, she kind of already said that. Yeah, but I'll say it again. But a funny fact I didn't say, it just came up, um, uh, is actually when I first started, I closed my eyes when people would punch me, just as a natural thing. I don't even know I did it, but I remember um, my coach taking me to, um, what is it? A hypnotist to help me not to close my eyes. And I think it actually did the trick, but that and also just not, going into punches, not minding, and that did not help at yeah. all. Yeah, not caring if you get hit. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Mary Ortega, 2006, you won your first title, the WIBA flyweight title, defeating her, um, who's another great boxer. But how exciting was that to finally get your first title? It felt so good. It was really neat, too, because you could actually bet on the fight, like, back in Vegas at the MGM and different things. And so I just thought that was awesome. Um, it was in beautiful Tahoe. Um, and Mary is a badass. So it was 
Oh my gosh, we like totally got along before the fight, which I had never really done much of, but she was just so nice. I was like, okay, well, I'll, you know, be friendly back. But then the fight, it was hands down my favorite fight because she hits really hard too and she comes forward. So it was, um, it was a really fun fight because I got to box, but also be a puncher. And so I, it was just such a great style for me. Um, and I think people were really on their toes. I didn't, I remember the commentators and I, I love, um, Tony Ro Rosenthal. He was the, he was the guy I love. And he's so yes. great. And I'm sending him all the positive thoughts, but something yes. happened management wise before that fight. And so I remember him like actually calling the fight and watching it and him not having me winning. I'm pretty sure just really funny because it, it was my favorite fight, probably my best performance. And, um, it was just that was i can't even describe it that was just if i could watch one fight for the rest of my life i don't even watch my fights but if i did that would be the one fight that i'm excited to show my boys someday yeah. um yeah yeah because it was it was phenomenal yeah it was it was um but the win over ortega though you were also named wvn's fighter of the month for september 2006 I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, every time I got an honor from W Band, like I lit up because I think W Band is the only outlet for females. It has always been the only outlet for females. Sue Fox is amazing, um, covering all of the girls. Um, so anytime I got anything Fighter of the Month or anything mentioned from her, like I was like, oh yes, like they noticed. Um, so how did how did that feel for you to have the honor from W Band? Uh, same thing. And, you know, all honors are just so great. But um, same thing. I remember being just starting and knowing, like, you know, always looking on W Band because that's where you would find yeah. stuff. And so there was never a time like we didn't have their support, you know, and you never questioned um, what their motives were. They were really just there to support. It wasn't like some weirdos, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, just liking the way you looked or right. um, anything like that. And so exactly. it, it was a lot of respect and um I mean, I'm just so grateful that they were around to support us in such a beautiful way. And, um, you know, to just to, to show before it was even cool that women support each other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Um, so 2007, Temecula, California, that is the place that we actually got to meet in person fighting mm -hmm. on the same card, all women's card. Um, you won the IFBA flyweight title in the main event over Shin Hee Choi. Um, I remember watching it for sure. Um, but tell us about your experience on the all-female card. Um, we were aired on the Best Damn Sports Show, so that's another big win um, for women at the time. And I thought it was just awesome fighting on an all-female card. And there were so many great, great fighters on that card. So yeah. I talked about that fight a million times. You experience with that card. Yeah, um, to be 100% honest, it wasn't my favorite fight. I don't feel like I performed that great. Um, I mean, I got the win and that felt good. Um, but I think in that time, it really was Styles for me, where I would let Styles kind of dictate how I fought. Right. But another beautiful, um, awesome athlete out of, you know, career. I think she was, sorry. Okay. He's playing with the kitty cat, and um, he's got fighters for parents, so he is also <laughs> very animated. <laughs> yeah, um, but 
it it just felt good to be um Michael babe to be in America and to be main event on Fox Sports. I mean, that's awesome. Now, I mean, I get, you know, when I talk about things, that is something that I get to talk about. Um, and also they brought in a girl from Korea, you know, so yeah. it felt legit where um, I think sometimes in women's sports, it didn't always feel legit. Um, I'm sure you too, right? We had yeah. careers where we can say like, we didn't have famous daddies or a ton of money yeah. behind us, but we got the big fights. We got yeah. to be on TV. We got to be in Ring Magazine and do things really on with our own backs, with our own, own hard yeah. work. And that's something I'm really proud of. Um, And that that's how that fight felt, you know, like yeah. we got ourselves there. And so that was really neat. Yeah, especially not have well, one, no, nobody that helped us get there along the way. And two, like I, I know I didn't have like promoters, managers, like all that stuff. I didn't have none of that stuff. Like I did it all. Like my husband and I, we did all of it ourselves. We had nobody. Um, so yeah, to be able to get stuff like that, I mean, which is another reason why I didn't get paid at all, because like they didn't I didn't have anybody. I mean, we did the negotiating and we tried, but they're like, Well, it's either this or you don't fight. Yeah. I mean, I so you know. took the fight because I wanted to fight. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean that was the one downfall of it, you know. But yeah, but so to be able to get that far, not having anything at all behind you, I think speaks more than having somebody behind you, like doing it for you. So I don't yeah. know, it's a good boost. Um, another big draw though that you had, Ava Knight at the age of only nineteen. Yeah, um, she is another phenomenal fighter. I had her on the show not long ago. Um, but tell us a little bit about what it was like fighting and but she's not done. Did you know she's, she's not retired? Oh yeah, no. Um, I'm around people who are supporters of her. And obviously when I go to Vegas and, um, you know, just always had a lot of love for her and, um, just remember her even before we had that fight, just meeting her. And I think we sparred a couple times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was really up and coming. She wasn't getting any really chances. No one was fighting her even back then. Yeah, no. so crazy. Nobody was fighting um, her back then. But she was a lot of fun. It was fun to fight her because she's a boxer. I actually did um a sparring session. Well, it wasn't it was sparring, but it was like a fight. So it was like a smoker with Kalisha. And so I kind of always put those two girls together, Kalisha, um and Ava, because they're just so talented. <laughs>
Ta-da. Okay, sorry, guys. I don't know if it was me or her. So I just did a refresh, too. Hopefully, I'll tell her um, again. Ah, da, da. I didn't know if it was <laughs> some One of us lost our connection. Yeah, that's okay. Um, but I did a refresh. <clears throat> Okay. I saw a message earlier. I think someone asked if it was tough for me to lose to Katya, which was an MMA fight. So I'll answer that um, before. And I don't put this public because no one wanted to hear it. Um, but I actually ruptured my ACL and tore my MCL um, not just right before that fight, but I had a big boxing match a couple weeks after that. And so I actually had to take the MMA fight because I had been training for so long and I needed to get paid which sounds so horrible. I put some lidocaine on my knee because it was so painful. I couldn't even spar before the fight. Um, but talk about the stupid things we do, right? Like, yeah. um, and so I did fight the fight. I I got down. I couldn't get up. I like my knee, like physically I couldn't get up. So it was tough because again, it was another last minute, like, um, you know, where they switched up the fight. It was supposed to be a really easy fight. It was not an easy fight. Yeah. And so it was tough for me. It was really towards the end where, like, just business-wise, it was tough to stay in boxing because it wasn't paying the bills. And I was getting ready to, like, you know, really ready to get married and have kids. And as much as I love boxing and it was such a journey for me and I had so many experiences, it didn't feel responsible to continue. Yeah. yeah Which is I so sad, that. but that's just the truth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. Um, like I said, I mean... We talked about it a little bit before, but I retired after I had my second, my second daughter, just because I had two kids at home now and I wasn't making any money and, you know, and you train like all the time. My first one grew up in the gym. Like literally I work all day, nine to five and then go straight to the gym and she'd be in the gym till nine, 10 o'clock at night. I mean, it's Crazy. just what you do. And yeah. after having two, I'm like, I can't do this to them anymore. Like I, they have no life. Like it's literally yeah. I'm at work and then we're at the gym. Like I never spend, like there was no time to do anything. And then you're gone for the fights. Um, so that's why. And if had I been making money, it would have been a different story, but I wasn't. Well, because then you're away from your family, but it's to support the family. And that's right. even with work, right? If I'm going to be away from my family, it's got to be worth it. Right. And um, and I don't know how you did it. God bless you. Because I I got married after my I retired. And it was really the reason why is, I mean, yeah. you have yeah. to, I gave yeah. it my all. It's all I did. You know, it's all yeah. I cared for. And I loved it, but. There was yeah. no room for me. I, mean, I missed it and I wanted to come back, but I'm like, you know what? I, you know, it's, it's a dangerous sport. One, I mean, anything can happen. Um, and now I had two kids to think about and my husband was my trainer. So like, I mean, we were both always training or gone or whatever. So yeah, it just got to be where I'm like, you know what? I'm never going to make money and I love it, but I can still do it without competing. Yeah. So, I mean, I have a bag up in my garage, yeah. so <laughs> like do it for training. I love going to like big fights and uh, actually I've been going to Vegas a couple of times and we're working with um, Dr. Burnick. He does the fight study. And so that's where they do the MRIs on your brain and all about brain health. And um, so that's been really great to, hey, bud, to get to advocate in that way, in a different way um, and try to help the sport as best I can. But um I don't know. I, I I'm sure you feel the same way. I, I kind of maybe sometimes I miss it, but I worked so hard and really gave it my all. And now in life with my three children, and I run um, a nonprofit where we work with homeless, aged out foster youth. 
that my passion, I really took my passion from boxing into passion and other things in life. And that's really what helped me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I miss it every day. I mean, I can't sit there and say that I don't miss it. There's some days that are worse than others where I'm like, man, like I want to come out of retirement because I can have all them belts. I think we all feel that way. I don't know. I just look at the fighters today. I don't think are as tough as our era. Like, that's how I honestly feel. Like, I feel like our era and before were like dogs. Every time almost. Because there was no business. There was no money. We were fighting because we loved it. And we, like, there was no, like, well, if you lose, you're going to lose your career. There was no career to begin with. So we weren't afraid of losing. We we did fight each other. And, I mean, very rarely there were some women who wouldn't fight other women, which was weird. But um, mostly it was, like, we were, we were warriors and we could be yeah. warriors because the business hadn't tainted it yet. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I look at some of these people who are undisputed and I'm like, man, I can have all them belts like up here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we were really, before belts really came out, the very end of our yeah, career, we started letting career. women fight for those big belts, but we yeah. weren't even able to. I wasn't able to fight in UFC when I was doing it. I mean, I see the girls I knocked out are now in the UFC. Um, and I think it's so cool that they women can now fight for those big belts. Yeah. Um, but when I was fighting, like I said, Boza Edwards, who I love and is a great mentor, he didn't even think it was worth fighting for a title because what was the point? You weren't going to get more money. Um, and so I really waited a long time before fighting for a title because yeah, it didn't do I mean, anything. You didn't get paid anymore. I mean, I mean, I got paid more for that fight, obviously, because it was in Mexico and it was a title. But that was my, like I said, that was it. So, I mean, it, no, it wasn't. I mean, the same belt, the guys make millions. So I just, it's frustrating. But we've all talked about that a million times. Um, but also... Um, you were inducted into the International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame 2019. Congratulations. A couple years before me. Um, tell us about the phone call that you got. The phone call? Yeah, um, you know, and what that means to you being in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <clears throat> it was... It just, it felt like to be recognized, you know, because I think as um, women, especially in a sport where we're not so noticed, it felt great to be recognized. I think more than anything else. Um, come here, bud. Sorry, he's got a little cut. Come here. Come here, sweetie. Sorry, he's got a little porn in his foot. Hang on. Okay, sorry. This is lots of fun. Oh, got it. Sorry, got it. <laughs> Pulled it right out. Yeah. Come here, honey. Okay. Um, But I was just grateful and thankful and I will continue to feel that way again. um, You know, all those women behind the Hall of Fame, it's all the same woman (laughs) and behind the W van. um, They're just, they're angels, really. Um, And they really paved a way and I just feel grateful. But no, it felt good. It feels good to say that, you know, like, yeah, I'm in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it does. It really does. Because like before, there was never even such a thing as women being in the Hall of Fame. And even the regular, you know, the, the regular Hall of Fame, 
that the guys, I mean, they just started allowing women in. So it's not like more women won't get in eventually, but I mean, what, like two years ago, maybe that they first finally first people got in. But um, yeah, to be able to actually say like, I mean, the, that's like the one thing that people always were like, oh, you were a boxer. And then, but then, but then if you're like, well, I'm in the hall of fame, they're like, oh, really? Like, what was your name? And you look yeah. up. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know, just to be able to have that extra icing on the cake, I think really draws people in to like take you seriously because, well, if you're in the hall of fame, you must've been something. Cause I don't know. I just, I don't know. I think it's, it's awesome. I think it's awesome. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it's a big deal. Like to me, that was like the, like where to me it was kind of like a surreal like sad happy moment because i'm like man that means that it's like closing the book on on my boxing career like it's officially over i made the whole thing <laughs> like you can't really do anything else but yeah so it's, it's i don't know i'm not like i definitely have emotions but it takes me really it's time to process so um I don't always at first, I guess, show emotion. I definitely feel it, but I don't show it. But um, again, I think good or bad, we just, I, I can't speak for all females, but I just felt like we really, we just got the chance, which again, a blessing and curse, however you want to look at it. We got the chance to do something we really loved because we loved it, not because right. of anything else. Um, right. And so knowing that you don't have to get acknowledged, knowing that you don't have to get the money or do anything. Um, I, I kind of was just like, you're, you're good in the moment that you're at and you don't need all those things. But when they yeah. do happen, wow. Like yeah. it is great to tell my kids, right? Like I hope yeah. they are proud of me. And um, it's just a respect that. Exactly. Yeah. Tony says, oh, thing, the cherry on the cake. That's a okay. fact. Uh, Kenneth says, hey, women's boxing channel. How are you? Uh, what was the big difference between your first and your last pro fight? I just sucked my first fight. <laughs> yeah, I had no um, boxing skill um, in my first fight. But at the same time, the first fight, there is no business. It was just fun. I was in high school. Um, it was just joy. Like there was my mom. I remember her. There wasn't that much money. It was like 500 bucks, I think, where she was just like, just go spend it on yourself. So I just went on yeah. a shopping spree. Um, and so I love that about a first fight because the last fight was definitely not that. Um, there's actually some business stuff that kind of sucked that I don't necessarily need to talk about because I don't like talking about negative things. But um, that probably tainted it more for me than anything else was the people in boxing. Um, not all of them, but a few who act like they support you and they loved you and took pictures with you. But then when it came down to anything, they were like, you know, knocking on your door, like, and just, I don't know. It just, it was fun because it was in France. I mean, what a cool experience, my last fight. Um, and so that was different. Yeah. <clears throat> but I don't know. I just, towards the end of it, I just learned how to love the, the thing I love about boxing is I think it's so natural. You watch kids and they box and wrestle and do the things and the joy that they have, you know, it was never like an aggressive or mean thing for me. I didn't come off of the streets and needed it to help me, which it does help people. Um, but I, I felt like I it was lost a little bit towards the end, you know, like I saw more of the business side of it and I didn't like that part of it. Yeah. 
it, it just becomes where it's like, you know what, this isn't fun anymore. So I might as well just stop. Yeah. Well, it was just so hard. It was so, it was, it's expensive. Yeah. You know, it's an expensive very. hobby is what my parents call it. <laughs> it is a very expensive hobby. Yeah. Um, but you've been in the ring with, like we've said, so many great fighters, which I love. And like I said, I, I think that's what defies the difference between women's boxing today and women's boxing of the past is just, there were so many great fighters and great fighters fighting each other, which is what I loved. Um, yeah, we weren't 20 and oh, we weren't 30 no, and oh. There was no undefeated records back then because yeah. you were fighting the freaking best people in the world. Well, even Ronda Rousey, and it's sad because it's all people know is what they see on TV. And so they're just like, well, there's just no competition for them. Bullshit. Yeah. It's just promoters don't put the competition on. But there is a lot of great athletes out there that no one knows about. And that's really the sad part of it. Um, again, right? The business of it kind of yeah. ruined it. Yeah. Yeah, it 100% did. Um, mm -hmm. But who would you consider who, who was your toughest opponent and why? Um. Alicia actually was the toughest fight just because I couldn't get her. So that was definitely the most frustrating fight. Um, just her style for me. I couldn't pick a tougher style for me to fight. Um, Mary Ortega um, and Mariana Juarez probably were the, I love that, that Mexican style of fighting. Yeah. I don't know. I know I've heard people get in trouble for saying things like that, but whatever. Like I thought it was awesome. I don't think so. but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I always have been like, oh, my God, it's a Mexican fighter. You better have your shit together because it's going to be cool regardless. Yes. And so, I don't know. I just love that. So, Mary really brought the heat. And I was ready for it, which made it great. But if I wasn't ready for it, I mean, oh, she'll clobber you. Yeah. yeah. A whole different story. Yeah. Um, but I know we talked about this. I don't know if you watch my shows, but I ask everybody this. And hopefully, you'll you'll come, come clean with us. And some do and some don't. But... What we just kind of talked about a little bit. All of us females have been through so much BS in this male-dominant sport of boxing. Um, I've talked about a lot of the things that I've dealt with and been through that I shouldn't have had to go through if I were a man. Um, can you tell us some of your stories or things that you've had to do or go through that you just shouldn't have had to deal with? Um, sure. Yeah, it's funny because I've actually um, been asked to do stuff with like, local news like telling my story and stuff but they never actually want me to tell the story right like they oh, no, want no, no. To... this is a no holds barred yeah told the stories no um absolutely so <clears throat> i learned at a very young age even before the age of 18 um i was definitely taken advantage of by a male trainer um and it really taught me a lot so um like I said, I wasn't even 18 when it happened, but when I had, I had a contract with the trainer and I wanted to get out of training with him. Right. And so he was saying that he would not, him and his wife, they were together, um, said that they would not let me out of the contract. And so my uncle was my manager and my uncle is really, he's like my dad. He's my best friend and um, owns his own CPA business. Really smart man. He um, was on the phone with me and he's like, Elena, I'm really like, it's just really hard for me to say, but did anything happen that would be able to get you out of the contract? And I just started crying. And I was like, you know what, Uncle Kevin? I am, there is something and I'll take care of it. I'll be the one to call and take care of it. And so um, I was 18 at the time. So as an 18 year old to be able to stand up for myself. And so 
I called them and I said, hey, if you're not going to let me out of the contract, I will go to everyone and tell them what you did. Yeah, he let me out of the contract. Well, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I can tell you it never happened again past that. Never. Um, and it there was times in Vegas where people were trying to be inappropriate, but I went straight ahead and I went to Boza and I told him and I was like, Boza, you need to talk to this person because he did A, B and C. And right. I was no longer afraid of telling anyone or standing up for myself. Um, and it really changed me as a person um, and it, it gave me my strength. But yeah, it sucks because and you learn all coaches in all sports um, that they will take advantage. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Um, you're not the only one to say that. Many people have said that. Um, and it's sad, but it's 100% fact. And I know so many people who have been through that. And I mean, it takes a lot to get the courage to be able to speak up and report it. But or make it stop to make it stop. But you also got to think about the future people, too. Like, it's not only about you. Like, they're doing that more than you. Um, well, I did. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. It was so hard. I, um, and I, all those things are so tough. I mean, our own kids, right? We're so scared for our own kids. Yeah. It really drove me. Even the things that I do now to advocate and help, um, you know, aged out foster youth is it really, it put a, it lit a fire in me to not let those things happen and to call out the injustices and do the things. Do I wish I would have done more? I think we all do and all the things, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it sucks because you have to, you don't have to, but people are always going to be like, well, you don't want to ruin their life or do anything. Well, how about they ruin their own life? Yeah, how about, how about they're, they're the ones who did it? <laughs> yeah, they chose to do this knowing that it was wrong. So yeah. I didn't ruin anything. I'm protecting myself and the future. Yeah, but I hear, and it goes, and then people are going to say, like, with the Me Too movement and all the things, like, it's always, people always kind of go too far either way, right? But I remember um, a mother saying to me who also has sons, I do have sons, and she's like, I'm so afraid for my sons, because I'm so afraid some women are going to accuse me of things that didn't happen. I'm like, I don't feel that way at all. Like, I trust my sons, <laughs> and it's like, we just, just support each other. There's a truth behind everything, and... Let's not be far left or far right. Let's just be right. for people. And yeah. everyone's story is different. And that's kind of where I'm at. But people in male or females, whether they're coaches, teachers, um, bosses, they are in a place of power. Yeah. And a lot of times people take advantage. And those are the things we really have to call out and watch. Absolutely. You do. For sure. Um Pathis says, when would you say you started to really respect boxing as a sport? I think um, Chris Benchov-Chavata, who is really, like I said, the coach who brought me to being a world champion because he was such a perfectionist, but he was also so kind. And that's just what I needed because I worked so hard. I didn't need someone to bust my ass. I was already busting my own ass. Um, but he really taught me that whole, like, it takes five years to learn boxing and just, like, he broke it down like on how like body physics and how things work and really made me see boxing in a different way as boxing, right? Like to right. see the sport of it. And um, he made me fall in love with it in a completely different way. And it, it really fit who I was. Sorry. It's okay. But I, um, 
I don't know. I just never wanted to do anything again unless I was like great at it. He made me feel that way. And so that's how I'm with anything. I didn't want to teach other people boxing until I really felt like I understood it. And he really made me understand boxing. Yeah. Yeah. But that's good though. That's such a great thing. Um, Women's Boxing Channel has tuned in and said, Elena, I think you did an incredible thing by drawing versus Regina Homage. I think you missed this Women's Boxing Channel. We talked a lot about these fights earlier, but I don't think you were here yet. Um, but because as a legend of 54, one in one with 16 KOs, that loss she had was only because she was forced to retire through a bad cheek cut. She in, So in reality, you and you alone are really the one fighter to ever take a result against her. Yeah, with the draws. Plus, of course, it was a split draw. It was. Um, and we talked about that a lot earlier. I mean, I'll let her touch up on it again. But um, hello. Uh, but she, we feel she won both of those fights, especially the first one, 100%, um, was a, definitely should have been her fight. And the rematch, probably the same thing. But we'll let her talk about it. Yeah. Um, just like you said, and just like I said, you know, the first one, it was really a boxing clinic, I felt like, and that's what we did. And um, it's funny because we were told that's what Europeans liked. And um, we definitely won over the German fans that fight. Um, and even Regina was actually really respectful Mama, to me. Um, I got here, oh, oh, thanks. But I got on the map around the world so not just in the united states but around the world from that fight and people definitely took notice um but it it changed me it took some it took some life away from me it took some of my confidence just because now it doesn't matter what you do it's really all what those judges yeah like and they can take it away from you and so um that was the first real realization of how that could happen and that hurt it, and I think it would hurt anyone because it's like no matter what you do, which right, the whole American dream, the whole thing is like you just work yep. really hard, do everything you're supposed to do, and it's gonna work out. Yep. Well, yep. it did not. No. <laughs> it did not. As far as the fight, obviously in life, it worked out for me. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that was. was yeah, really and I've tough. said it a million times. If you don't win by knockout overseas, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, you're losing the decision. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's sad, but it's true. Yeah. Um, and I know that for a fact. I've been there. Uh, it's the same thing. Um, so many German results went German's way. LOL. Facts. Um, in your opinion, what should be the amount of rounds and minutes in rounds for professional women's boxing? That's funny. I actually just, um, Eric, who is matchmaking now for um, Amanda and the guy who promotes her um, asked me to sign something about the three minute yeah. 13 rounds, which I a hundred percent agree with. And I can tell you, it was really tough for me to only do two minute rounds because it's like a sprint versus a marathon, right? Like yeah. you only have so much time. Um, and then once I learned how to box, like two minutes isn't enough because you're like yeah. setting things up. Uh, so I think it's so weird that they have men and women do different things because we're so much more alike than we are different. Um, and so I just, I don't understand it. Even the things that people put out there, I, I don't agree with them. So I think if we are professionals, we should also fight three minute rounds. Yeah. It, I don't think it'd be, if anything, it'd be safer because you're not forced to like bum rush and like sprint the whole time. You know, you yeah, you're not forced to like be a hundred percent, like to be going a hundred, like speed, max speed the whole time. 
Yeah. Because there isn't time for anything else. Which, though, in reality, is why I always say women's fights, which I think would be the same way even if it's three rounds. But I have never seen a guy fight. Okay. If you have two good women fighting, I can't say that because I've seen some really shitty ass women's fights. Most yes, of the there ones are. back in the day that shouldn't have been on air because they just made us look like shit. Those ones, okay. But if you have two good women fighting, yeah, it's like a sprint the whole time. But women's fights are always more action packed than men's every time, hands down. And I've always said that. I think a lot of that has to do with the two minute rounds because we are like on a crunch. But I still think it would be the same way in three minute rounds just because I don't know, we're built different. We don't care well, about also i think you know if you think um i've thought about all these things a lot in my life but you think like in the animal world a mother right like a mother of her a mother bear um, um a lioness whatever it is they are the ones who are scary right yeah. like and so we have that protection or whatever it is like yeah. even me now like i scare myself sometimes sometimes i'm embarrassed about how like i i want to protect my children and yeah. i'll do anything and so i think we're born with that innate, like, um, whatever it is you have to think when you're there in the ring, yeah. we've got some, we've got some of it in us and yeah. it shows. It definitely does for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, women's boxing channel says what you face with homage is what Sandy Ryan is going to have to face versus McCaskill this Saturday against the Florida officials. I mean, it's, yeah, from being Sandy's from overseas. But McCaskill is also not from Florida. She's from Chicago. I would hope that it's fair judging, but I can't ever say anything because I've seen so many robberies in my day and time that um, I wouldn't put anything past any of these friggin' judges. Yeah, you always hope. I always went into it when I would go to New York. I never thought that it would happen to me, but it doesn't matter. If you go into yeah. a different state, there, yeah, you're right. Um, and it's just so unfortunate. Um, I am working with um, a fighter committee outside of the ABC boxing. And so those are kind of all the things that we're looking at putting change into because yes. it has ruined the sport. Um, and so we've got to figure out how to demand it's better. Yeah. hundred mm percent. -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, what advice would you give to all the young girls that are getting into the sport of boxing and wanting to make their mark in the sport? Oh my gosh. Um, get out. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I would, yeah, exactly. Um, just that to be educated um, around the business of boxing is just as important as to be educated as a boxer. And so to really surround yourself with people who, um, who you can trust, and that's not an easy thing to do. Um, and just to enjoy the journey as much as the end of it, right? Like, because a world title or even being in the Hall of Fame, those are not things that equate to happiness. Are they things to be grateful for? Yes, but they're fleeting. So yeah. don't think that you're going to love it anymore when you get a title. Like, it really is all about the journey and what you're doing. And um, just to take take opportunities, educate yourself, and, and have fun. Do it because you love it. But... Yeah have you know like just um as a young person it's tough to think ahead but really like you know what is your goal why are you doing it so those are always important in life is okay what is my goal like what's my purpose and how do i how do i stay in that box yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely um what do you i mean what is your opinion of women's boxing today versus back in the day 
Um, I think it's finally starting to come back a little bit. I feel like when we were in it, we were right. We were like ESPN, Fox Sports, and it was kind of like a buzz about it. And then it kind of died for a while. Um, and I've seen some write-ups on this too. It's coming back. But like you said, I'm seeing, well, it's always been that way, but they're just kind of one-off stars. Um, so I'm really, I think MMA also is helping because they also embraced women. So it, which is so funny, but right, UFC embraces. Yeah, them they the always have it. though. Yeah, um, I think I'm hopeful. Oh, good job. Um, I'm very hopeful for women's boxing. Um, you know, Katie Taylor is out there. Um, Amanda Serrano still doing her thing, um, and I, I, there's hope right now. I can't say we're quite there yet, but there's definitely hope. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I'm. I mean, we can see maybe a light at the end of the tunnel eventually that we'll get a little bit more equality. It's on the right path. So, yeah. I mean, it's it feels good that we helped pave the way for it to get. To well, people and women weren't allowed to go to fight in England. They weren't allowed to fight in yeah. the Philippines while we were still fighting. So that was all still changing. Um, so that was neat to. We can say we were a part of that. Um, yeah. So it's evolving not as fast as i would like it to um and i do hope to see the three minute rounds and see how that helps the sport yeah yeah mm -hmm. i'm excited to see that for sure yeah um who was your role model or your icon in women's boxing um so bridget baby doll riley um was one of the first like tapes it was a tape i watched yeah. <laughs> oh i got plenty of tapes <laughs> Her and Yvonne Trevino, which I actually later got to do like a smoker against Yvonne Trevino, which was really cool. Um, but because they were like really the first woman I saw and they actually came from kickboxing, like I came from kickboxing. Yeah. They're women that I looked up to for sure. Um, baby doll, right? Like I was baby doll. Yeah, she worked with me. It was so cute. And I just love that about her. Uh, and Christy Martin, um, I've got to meet her and she's actually helped me out with some of the nonprofit stuff. Um. I there was something I loved about her, her aggressiveness. I wish she would have pushed women's boxing a little more while she was in it, but you know what? That wasn't her job, and so she she did what she did, and I thought that was awesome. But she was another one that I looked up to. But um, I mean, yeah, that was those are kind of it for me, like the ones I I really looked up to. And then as I was coming up, there was so many like Daisy Lang, just as friends, and um, yeah. you know. Like you said, Ava, she was so great. Um, I'd, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure you too, right? There's just so many friends you made because they're just there like such awesome chicks. Yeah, th there really is. And I mean, almost everybody I fought, I mean, afterwards, I mean, I got along with fine after the fight. I mean, there's very few that are like, I don't know. I mean, Chevelle Hallback was a big one for me. Um, and, and that was just because, I mean, I always looked up to her and she was one of my icons, but meeting her in California on that fight card, we became very close after that. Um, yeah, she's awesome too. Yeah. Like she was such a great fighter. Yeah, and I mean, we became very close after that. She even went with me to, to fix Okay, that's awesome, bud. No, sorry. I love I don't fuss with grandma. Okay. I don't do fuss you, grandma. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Oh, wow. He roughed. Yeah. <laughs> He's talking to me. Just pay attention to me for two seconds. Um, um, 
So I see the one. Um, what was your biggest struggle preparing for a fight in a different weight class? I didn't fight too much out of my weight class unless it was last second. Then there was nothing you could do. So it wasn't like it was tough. It was just, um, it was style. So again, like I said, someone who is tall, who had the reach on me and um, I, I'm sure there was something I could have done, but obviously I didn't figure it out at the time. Body, body. body. Um, yeah. Like if someone didn't engage with me and they were just running for me, um, as far as like weights, that was probably the toughest thing. If yeah. they were like just big, but they weren't so tall and or didn't use their height to do that, then it wasn't so bad. But that was probably the toughest thing weight wise. But as as smaller females, we were always constantly, you know, fighting guys who were much bigger than us almost yes. all the time. So it wasn't anything new. Yeah, that's a fact because I'm only five four. So I mean, you're not much shorter than me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It, it, women's box is bloody fantastic to speak with all these great fighters yeah. from yesterday that Brooke brings through. You know what? We'd never ever get to chat to you had it not been like oh, no. lovely to see you live. I appreciate the women's boxing channel every single time you're here. Uh, I appreciate the compliments, and yes, that's that's the point of the show. Um, so everybody can hear all these amazing stories because they, they will help people, they will. Um, is there anything we didn't talk about that you would like people to know or that you would like to talk about before we wrap it up? Oh my gosh, there's so much. Um, but I will say, um, that my big thing in life right now, and I have had MRIs, my brain is very healthy. Thank God. Um, but just to all the fighters out there who are still fighting or retired, um, just how important our brains are and, um, you know, just to help rally around to get more education out there on concussions and CTE and as fighters or as all athletes, right? Like our bodies are a temple. They're so important, but guess what? Your brain controls all those things. So we start yeah. to, we need to talk about brain health and get that education too. And um, that's, I also do the same thing with aged out foster youth because um, I'm, I'm trying to actually pass legislation right now and helping foster youth because you think how they get into the foster care system is unfortunately, right? A lot of, a lot of domestic violence, um, whether it's while they're in utero or out of utero. And so I just think there's so many people we can help out there. If we start to look at brain health and you think about fighters who retire, becoming alcoholics or getting depressed or doing things we could, that could all be attributed back to brain health and there yeah. is help for that. And so, um, that's kind of my big push in life right now. So I, thank you for letting me speak on yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think not a while ago, somebody reached out to me. I can't remember who it was and I wanted to get back with them and I can't remember who it was about doing like a brain. It might even be the same. Yeah. I'll send you, I'll send you the info for the person to call because it's um the Cleveland study. Um, Dr. Burnick, he wouldn't be the one reaching out, but um, I can have his. Yeah, I think it was one of the fighters. Maybe it might've been one of the fighters that was said they were doing this study and they wanted to know if I would be interested in doing it. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, send me info. And then I got busy and then I couldn't remember who sent it to me. Yeah. Will you be um, in Vegas in October? Are you? I'm supposed to be there, but I did not realize. So here's the funny thing. And I still am trying to figure this out. But we own a barbecue business, like a pop-up food truck. Yeah. And we do events like like 
starting tomorrow, we don't have a day off until next, like two two weeks on a Monday. Like we do oh, events God. like every day almost. Yeah. And usually we have like maybe a one or two days off a week, but we're book solid. But I forgot to write on our business calendar, like where I do the event scheduling. Yeah. The induction dates. Oh no. So we're booked that Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh shoot. And so I don't have any problem like canceling and rescheduling all of them, except yeah. for the one that's on Saturday. Is oh. a it's a wedding catering. Oh. And like, I would, I don't know what to do because like I don't mind like rescheduling an, an event or like canceling yeah. an event, but a wedding. Yeah, you gotta get someone to fill in for you, girl. <laughs> no. But, so I'm like, shit, like I can reschedule all these, but I can't, I would feel absolutely horrible if I canceled someone's wedding catering and they couldn't get somebody else to cater it in time. Yeah. Well, you need to find someone else to um, fill in for you. So you still have your business doing it, but <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure it out still. So I'm not hundred percent that I won't be there, but okay. I I'm still trying to figure this out. Okay. Uh, well, I will be there for everyone. And so yeah. I'd love to see you too. Yes, and I am still trying to figure this out so that I can be there because <laughs> I really want to go because there's going to be so many people there this year. Um, yeah. So I really want to go. Plus, they're doing the two-day thing. And I know when I was there, I didn't get to really talk to anybody at all because it went so fast. Yeah. I had to take pictures, but I didn't get to talk to anybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yes, but Women's Boxing Channel, you did miss about 90% of it, so you'll definitely have to go watch the replay. Share it out, though. Share it with your buddies. Have you ever thought about being a coach or starting your own gym? Um, so I went got into a personal training. Um, once I retired, I was just bored because I got I came home to Phoenix for a couple weeks, went to gym, and I was like, hey, I'm gonna be a personal trainer. Um, so I did start some like nonprofits with kids and did like boxing classes and absolutely loved it. Like I and I I do kind of miss it, but um I just felt a calling I hate saying more because that was a lot. But um, I I love what I do now, and um, you know I love working with people who just don't get the help that they need, and um, getting to be creative in that way. Um, but yeah, of course, I think about going back to it all the time. Um, I don't think I'd want fighters because my children are really my number one, um, and they're wrestling, and so. I would not do anything to take away from them. And that's just the truth. You know, I got to live my life. I got to travel the world, be a professional athlete and do all the things. And so when I had my children, it it's their life now. Yeah. Um, and so I don't think I could put the time that it requires into a fighter. Yeah, I agree 100%. I get asked that all the time. And I'm like, and I even have people ask me about like teaching their daughters to fight. And I'm just so busy one with work and then and now i do the podcast and then like my kids i mean my daughter obviously my older one lives on her own now and she's older but my 11 year old plays sports and you know with yeah. and i just don't have the time for it and i don't want to take any of the time that i do have away from them so yeah it's not that i don't want to it's just i just don't have the time for it but I yeah i do love i love being a coach it, it was yeah. such a natural thing to do to help people um Fun. so yeah. yeah but same with you um my children are now wrestling and competing yeah. and that's really exciting to to kind of be along that journey um i like yeah. it because they don't get hit in the head um yeah they don't get punched. <laughs> people always ask me that i mean do you want your kids to fight and i'm like no 
I would never tell them they can't if they, Same. If they wanted yeah. to. I would never say no. Um, no. But I would encourage it. I always encourage all my kids to learn it with self-defense, but I never try to encourage them to be a fighter. Um, yeah, I, exactly. But I wouldn't tell them no if they asked. Yeah, I really love wrestling because you get that same camaraderie like in the gym and hard work and all the things, but you don't get hit in the head, which I'm really a big fan of. Um, and then also just all the, like you can go to college, right? Being a wrestler yeah. and um, there's a lot more opportunity there for that. Um, but there's nothing like, I do miss being in a box gym. If there's anything I missed about boxing, which is funny, it's not the fighting, it's not the doing that. It's just being in a place where there there's, a real pecking order of respect um and especially as a female and even in the business world right it's is that it's not what you say or because you're a female if you are tough and you fight people and you do the things you're gonna get the respect from people and that's yeah. from lawyers judges like whoever from other like world champion athletes you get yeah. the respect without asking for it and you don't Absolutely. get that as a woman anywhere else which yeah. really sucks i hope yeah. things are changing in that way um but no one can question it because you're showing them, right? You're showing them who you are. And so I, I missed that. Absolutely. Yeah. I missed that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Women's boxing. See last, last one guys, last one. Women's boxing channel says, I feel this is a great point. Could it be a real negative for women's sports that women are way less able to give back as often as the men do because they engage with the kids way more. And that's just because we're mothers. Yeah. Um, you know, not all people can be mothers. So let me go ahead and say that first. Um, and not all people want to be mothers and that's okay too. Uh, do I think, no, it's awesome. We get to have kids. So I don't see any negative side to it. Um, we got to live and be in our world and do the things we did. And then we got to live another life and be a mother. So I, I don't think so. And, and if as a mother, you could still choose not everyone's going to think the same way we do and that's right. okay you know they might want to give their all to boxing so i we can't speak for everyone i just know that's a personal thing to me that's a personal thing to you right. um, i don't think it's an everyone thing no no it's not yeah. no um but yeah i mean it is what it is and that's that's the life we chose and i'm happy with that now um yes. it is what it is but um Tell everyone, though, before we leave, where everyone that's watching can follow you on social media. So um, Instagram or Facebook, it's Elena A. Reed. So R-E-I-D. And um, yeah, please follow me. And I do hope to start putting more stuff on there. Um, like you, right? We have young ones. My son just turned three. So it's yeah, kind of like we're just keeping them alive for a couple of years. It's like your focus. Um, but not post very often unless it's about the show <laughs> yes. but i am excited because i have gone to vegas a couple more times where i'm getting to advocate for boxing more and do things so um i do hope to have more of a presence so i'd love to hear from anyone yeah, yeah. absolutely all right well i appreciate that um thank you everybody for the comments thank you pathias women's boxing channel michael um tony I think I got everybody. If I miss anybody, anybody else that commented, I appreciate you all. Comments make the show so much more fun when you guys ask questions. Um, so I appreciate all of you for watching. Been great to see you, Elena. Take care. Yes, Women's Boxing Channel. Go back and watch the show. Let me know what you think. Um, awesome. But thanks again for taking the time to join me. Tell the family, everybody I said hello. Send me the info. Um, 
And it was such a pleasure to listen to your story. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. Same to you. And I hope to see you soon. <laughs> yes. Hopefully we'll see you in a few weeks. I'm still working on that. Okay. All right, All right. guys. Good night. Women's Boxing Channel. Thank you. Have